Hello and welcome to the FEZ show. It is Friday the 1st of May 2020 and today we'll be previewing tomorrow's eSport race with me, a sim racer, Jack Jordan Maynard, and joining me on the show are two not sim racers, Edward Hunter and Jack Pickering. Morning boys. Right, Jack, just because I don't have just because I don't have my wheel set up at uh uh, at my new location back at my home in Oxfordshire, like the background now, um, just because just I don't have it on me, I don't, I, doesn't mean that I'm not a racer. Oh, well, I, I have set a lap time. I have put, <laughs> officially put myself amongst the sim racing community. Yes, the heady heights, Jack, at 57th place at 81. Not, <laughs> mate, it's not last. It's not last. I'm proud oh. of that. I was uh, worried like about Jimmy being, Broadbent. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried about being last. Like, you know, 84 runners that have been there. I'm 57th out of 84. That means there's a lot of people. I'm not doing the maths right now, but there is a lot of people that are worse than me. So that's great. 24. 24C, boom. I'm yep. um, 57th. <laughs> I'm glad that your math skills are on point right now, Jack. But um, yeah. Yeah, see, you know, 24 people who are not as good as me. That's, that's a nice feeling, Ed. It is. But uh, this show isn't just about you, though, Jack. No, of course <laughs> it's not. But, but it's just, you know, just wanted to point out there. I think we should probably do it as a thingy like a competition if everyone could get our factor two and then maybe for yeah. the following sim racers who's the best sim racer at former reason but we've all been crushed to be fair we've all been crushed because tobias bloom who to be fair has been part of formula reason for for a very long time but also works at e4mld 29th i'm like oh two seconds i gotta find i don't know how he does it that kid don't know how he does it yeah and also tobias uh, knows how to use the instant replay editor which puts him one step ahead of whoever is directing Formulae's Race at Home Challenge broadcasts. <laughs> and he's doing power slides, so, you know, he probably needs to just be on the, on the sim race grid for just those power slides. But anyway, let's get on with the show, because uh, plenty to discuss. And what I want to discuss, because I've driven it, and obviously Tobias has driven it, and, you know, we've, we've seen some replays and some shots, it is an absolutely mental track, Ed. I don't know if you've seen much viewings of if you've ever played, because I know you've got R-Factor 2 as well, or if you've ever seen some races at that track, but it is just mental. Yeah, I've been watching a friend of mine called uh, Remco Mayor, who is, I think, qualified 15th, who is another professional uh, R-Factor 2 sim racer. And I'm watching some of his driving on the circuit, and he's been using a sort of VR headset so whenever he gets really close to the walls out of these fast corners it's a really sort of scary experience watching sort of his point of view when he was streaming it but um yeah really fast flowing circuits 3.2 kilometers 18 corners in total i think what you were telling me jack is that uh, the last corner is the only real realistic overtaking opportunity just a sort of 90 degree left hander isn't it yeah, it's, there's, there's not going to be many places to overtake. A lot of places, Jack, where there's going to be tons of crashes. For example, you know, the start, for example, it goes into one of the tightest chicanes you can probably get. And when you've got 24 Formula E cars racing from a really wide bit, and literally the racing line, that you're like this, it's that wide, and then you're funneling 24 cars very much like into a burn-style chicane, I can see. That's going to be pandemonium or mayhem i don't know what the right word is for that but it's going to be absolute chaos and then it goes into this unbelievably put your heart in your mouth bravery flat section and then it's pretty much flat for like 75 percent probably of the actual track and then yeah the last proper if you uh, if unless you run wide 
and you know you, you don't have the balls to keep going flat you might get overtaken by people who do have the balls to go flat but if if you're if you everyone has the balls to go flat which i expect most people will in the sim race and the formula e race then the main overtaking is that last corner where it is that sort of 90 degree left where you could possibly outbreak someone it's but it's a very tricky corner because oh my god i don't know how many times i locked up going into there or, or even spun it so it is a, it's a difficult corner jack is that why you only finished 57 because you didn't yeah. have the balls to go flat out <laughs> no i did have, <laughs> i did have what? the balls to go flat out but let me, i don't know where i'm losing time i'm losing time in the chicane and that final corner that final corner getting that right is tricky yeah, that the that first chicane, you said burn. Burn wasn't the first thing that came to my mind. The first thing that came to my mind from something super wide into super narrow was um, uh, Mexico City when they had the original layout in season two because they had that they had that right. Yeah. No left right chicane. Need to need to get which hand is correct, but still. Um. Uh. But yeah, no that that that's that threw up so many problems in season two. So they immediately got rid of it for season three. Um. Yes, that first chicane is going to be catastrophic. And yeah, this isn't this isn't really a circuit for overtaking. I think. But however, I do really like the circuit because it's just so fast and flowing, and it's it's uh. It's wonderful, and uh, and also, and and if they had something like attack mode or van boost or something like that, that that would heavily bias like who uh, who has that because they can just go, they can just keep on going flat out. Um, whilst while some people while some cars are going flat out two hundred, some can go flat out to two fifty. But um, but that isn't part of the uh, uh, but that isn't part of the thing. But no, the the track looks amazing but uh, it, it, may, it may not provide good racing i can see quite a few instances but then again we we thought um we thought that there'd be a massive accident at uh, tamar park in hong um uh, uh, in hong kong last week and in the formula and there was only really one in the sim race where a mercedes flipped over the entire field and yeah so so yeah i i'm uh, i'm looking forward to it um but yeah that first corner i'm not so sure the the chicane is a bit different because obviously Hong Kong you, there is a little bit of space and in the former race there was a lot of wall you know just hitting the wall like when you watch the replay again of the start at Hong Kong there's a lot of drivers that do hit each other but they're like normal former side to side contacts a little bit of a contact with a wall ed so but going into this first corner because it's it's so wide and it's you literally you're gonna have cars on the right hand side of the grid coming across to get to the left and you've got obviously people on the left and then trying to go back in. Oh, there's, there's going to be, I'm by myself. I crashed there and hit the wall and flipped over, put 24 cars there. I don't know what to expect. Well, I'm just saying, uh, thank goodness for everyone watching that you're not going to be in that uh, top eight to go through to the, <laughs> to, to face everyone else. Jack. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think you have got a point that it's that chicane. You, you approach it from such a high speed as well, going, going off the start finish straight. And uh, it, I think of all those long straights, it really seems like the circuit was designed with sort of a longer races of energy management as more of a factor. And so it's an, a shame in the way that it's only going to be these two sort of 15 lap sprint races in for the Formula E drivers and for the sim races. I think I think that's a little bit of a missed opportunity, but it's still going to be just a bit of a harem scare just to see who gets through on the scale, basically. Yeah. I don't think, if, if this would never, ever, ever, it's not even a Formula E test track, put it that way. I know it's like dubbed as this Formula E test track, but there's nothing Formula E test track in there. Like the fast corners, there is, 
literally no regeneration points really apart from maybe the chicane and the last corner because you have to go flat like if you don't go flat around this circuit it is built for high speed like you'd never ever a formula e car if you had a real formula e car and that was a real track it would not last 45 minutes because it can't unless you're doing so much lift and coasting that you wouldn't be taking the benefits of of the actual you know the race circuit if that makes sense jack so i i know they say it's a formula e test track and they're going to probably use that in the broadcast on the weekend but you know if they went to their say valencia they'd be putting tons of chicanes in there to sort of make it more relevant to a formula e car well yeah i think uh well yeah i uh, as i said i love this circuit but obviously it is just a pipe dream a lot uh a lot of formula e tracks that because um because uh, there uh, there is a subreddit where people post um uh where people post racetrack designs and some people have done like uh some people have done some formula e tracks as well a lot of them are basically pipe dreams because they are because uh, they don't they, they aren't characteristic enough for formula e tracks but yeah i still i i still i still love the look of this track i think it, I, I think it's still a phenomenal track but yeah no there's 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 no hope of formula e there's no hope of formula e actually heading there and also um i'm pretty sure this is in north america so edit this out if um if i get this wrong but we already have a race in north america so yeah i think um uh so yeah i think um and uh, uh i think that yeah, it's just it's it's just a pipe dream. There's no chance of us going to it, and I think sooner than later we'll be back on tracks uh, in this uh, in this series that counter more towards Formula E cars. Yeah, yeah Pico, you're right. It's meant to be uh, in New Jersey, I think. That's what I read. Yeah, that is. I I think it's fic- obviously it's a fictional track. It, it is fictional. Like they've just they've just plonked it down, but. You know, it's it's great that obviously Formula E are going to something that is actually fast flowing, and we don't actually normally see Formula E cars actually, you know, racing around and and see how they do, because it's such a quick track. Like you, and to get it right, you know, it, it takes skill. So these sim racers, these Formula E drivers, it'd be interesting to see, you know, if the form the Formula E drivers have really impressed me so far in this sim racing competition because they have not been far away from the the actual top sim racing times. Now I go to practice. Now I think it was a fifty nine four, that was the fastest qualifying time in the sim race um, event. But you know in practice in for the Formula E they were hitting fifty nine fours. They were hitting fifty nine twos. But they knew in qualifying they'd probably lose a few temps. So. Ed, you know, these former redrivers are right on the pace of these sim races, which I find incredible. So, you know, in going into this race, with it being such, you know, balls to the walls, technically, you need to, you know, you need to put all your commitment on the line. It'd be interesting to see if the sim races will become much quicker or if the sim race, if the former redrivers really drop because they don't, you know, it's not that sort of way that they normally drive. Yeah, you keep, keep talking about balls a lot, Jack. You seem to have a ball fixation, well. which needs to be looked at. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I think um, we might see a couple of the Formula E drivers that are not so used to, that sort of still, because I, th- I think like we were talking about earlier about uh, in a previous episode about turning down the damage and whether that would, um, in, in fact, impact the way that the Formula E drivers mentally approach it and like racing. And I, I suspected that it wouldn't really. Because in real life, the damage is one hundred percent the same for them anyway, and that's the way the sort of the way that it's still the same to them because it's a sim race and not like a real race. If that makes sense, and I wonder if um, some of them are 
are just going to be that maybe that millisecond of hesitation when they go near the wall that maybe the sim racers might not necessarily have. So it, I, th I think the sim racers, the top sim racers, I think it's, it's very difficult for any of the Formula E drivers to beat them. We do remember several years ago in the Vegas competition, we saw Felix Rosenquist, who was a Formula E driver from Indra at the time, almost beat Bonahus overall for the victory. So it, so we could see Formula E drivers be faster at a track somewhere on the line, but I think it, we might just see one guy uh, above faster than everyone else rather than just the whole field on power. I think it's a shame, Jack, that you know, we're not seeing these form. It's great that we've got a full 24 field of Formula E drivers now, which we'll get onto in a second. But I think it's a shame that likes of Maximilian Gunther, Pascal Verlein, Stoffel Van Dorn, who are the top runners at this precise moment in, in Formula E, Nick Cassidy as well, you can maybe put into that category. And they're not racing against these sim racers. I feel like we need an event where Formula E drivers actually, you know, compete against the sim racers and actually see who wins. Yeah, well, uh, well, last week we ditched um, uh, we ditched the final. Well, 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 what was supposed to be the final weekend, and we brought that forward to um, uh, to the same same weekend to make it double header. So, if there is nothing going on on the thirteenth of June, maybe do something like that. So, uh, so have the top ten in both uh, top twelve even in both championships um, uh, come together, and then create a super field like um uh, a bit like what we had in 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 the vegas visa vegas e race that we had in start of 2017 yeah it's a shame really because i think one of the main reasons from the virtual press conference on thursday that we have a double header now is because i think there's going to be some sort of le mans um esport event because i think that was supposed um, to be the weekend of the le mans um 24 hour race so they didn't want to have a sim racing event on the same day as the Le Mans 24 hours event. So they wanted Le Mans to sort of have their own sort of little, um, their own sort of esport day. So they didn't yeah. want to get in the way of that. So they've pushed it forward. So, you know, maybe a special on the Sunday, like uh, I know it's a double race, but maybe once you finish it, maybe have a, a 10 lap shootout from the, the top five sim racers that have been there in the top five, just as an extra event to finish because if you've got your top five Formula E drivers who've finished top five in the championship and then the top five, you know, sim racers who are top five in that championship and give them some form of prize, another prize or a cash prize and see, to see who wins and, and, and just something extra to watch. I think it's, that's the only shame about this competition. The great thing about the Vegas race is it had that mixture of FE drivers and sim racers, but, you know, in this one, it's not there, which is great to have a full field because that's what we're going to talk about now because Sam Bird has finally joined. You know, his internet has been fixed. It was amazing what he said in the virtual press conference. Um, he said some, a guy, you know, he came in from BT, I think it was, and they had 150 meters of internet cable, which he wound around his house to make sure that his, um, his internet connection was stable. It was still a bit chompy, to be honest with you, even on the video camera, but... Um, obviously it must have been better than it once was because but you know he said there's there's been a lot of work that has gone into obviously getting him up and running Jack to to race in to race in on Saturday well yeah obviously the last few weeks we've uh, we, we've been treated to um, uh, uh, to Nick Cassidy uh, he might uh, he might enjoy his uh, his lion this week uh, being in New Zealand though um, but he, uh, he's been, uh, yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, we, we, we're talking about the person who came second place last weekend in, um, in Hong Kong, and uh, and so yeah, it is 
rather disappointing that we do lose him from the field. But in return, we get um, we get uh, Sam Bird, and we get this full field of Formula E drivers, which like which no no other series has done. I don't, I, I don't believe IndyCar may have. I uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think IndyCar pretty much there on their yeah, field. Yeah, and 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 then they made up with and NASCAR like as well, Lando Norris sure and as well. Dale Earnhardt and stuff like that, just to make up the numbers as well. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's fantastic to see that. Um, I think it's fantastic that uh, we have a full field of 24 drivers. We're going to have to see how Sam does because he's only um, he's only been doing it the last uh, he well he must have got his sim not that long ago, um, and so yeah I think uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he does because we've um, we've potentially lost uh, a championship contender in Nick Cassidy. And and Sam said that himself like Nick Cassidy's done such a great job and you know he's going in no experience. And, you know, he could be 10 times slower than what Nick Cassidy has been. So, you know, a sort of a shame for that, but it's great that for the series to have a full event. But, you know, even Sam Ed was saying, that, you know, teams are starting to take this more seriously now. But he said, it's just to keep everyone on edge. You'll see, you know, you can't, it's not a full Formula E race. If it was a full Formula E race, I reckon teams would be taking this even more seriously, 45 minutes with energy management going in. There'd be, you know, there'd be testing or finding what the, how many, you know, what lap you need to, what you need to average. But because there's none of that, um, it's a bit more difficult. But, you know, Sam was explaining that, you know, the team is taking it seriously and there are meetings about this Formula E e-race to make sure that they, you know, the car's ready, the driver understands what's going on and, and, and what their aims are for it. Yeah, getting all the engineers involved as well. I remember when you did your interview with Martin Gua, he also mentioned that as well, that he's some who's uh, Chinese engineers from the Neo 333 team are also pitching in too. So it is good to see that some of the teams taking it uh, much more seriously. I think they're taking it much more seriously than they were in uh, Vegas three years ago, even when there was oh, significantly more money on the line. And I wrote an article about this for the magazine that was recently gone up and read that Elmar web Formula's own website if you haven't already. But uh, yeah, I, I, I really think it, people are taking it more seriously. People are realizing the potential in this now. And I've just been like five ads there for things that we've done. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited to see how much more serious it gets going forward. Yeah, I, so as I said, I spoke to Oliver Turvey as well on the continuing Neo sort of talk. And he, bit of a difference. He's like, now nah, I've pretty much been doing it by myself, you know, be, simply because it's so different to, to a Formula E race that. Um, you know, the engineers don't get that much benefit from it in terms of, you know, you can't really change the car setup because it's pretty fixed. So there's not much work they can do there. It, there's no energy management really involved. So there's no work they can really do there. So he said, it's just me really driving around. Whereas Sam Bird sort of said, you know, it's just to keep the engineers sharp, you know, keep them race ready and just, you know, give them something to do in a sense because everyone's sort of at home not really doing much, staying safe. And, you know, this gives the opportunity of Sam's engineers just to, you know, pitch in, see how he can improve the car, watch him drive a few laps and give him some tips. Or, you know, you know, if he's having problems with the car, what he could possibly do with the fixed setup that he has to sort of maybe, to maybe solve the problem. So it's, it's an interesting how two different teams sort of taken um, two different approaches. Obviously, Ma, we've seen, if you've watched the Neo videos, like you've, he's got a crowd of people, of engineers around him in China when he's racing. Same with the, the sim racer that they have um, there. And, you know, 
there's, it's very similar in other esport events. When you watch IndyCar with Joseph Newgarden, for example, Lando Norris, even when he was doing his IndyCar thing, you know, they all had the team speak with their, with their engineers telling them what's going on. And, and even spas in the case of IndyCar, watching the race and saying to them who's high and who's low. And even though the game does that for themselves on iRacing. So, you know, interesting, interesting thing. So what I want to move on to now is the tracks. Because I was in the virtual press conference on on Thursday and you know Jamie Regal sort of said the CEO for Formula E he said that obviously this was it was put together quite quickly so we had the question about you know was this something that you were going to do anyway or is this something that just came together because of the situation we're in and it seems like it was very much this came together due to the situation that we were in and obviously Formula E have started with Jack the first we've had Monaco and Hong Kong and even this lesser track which are three Formula E tracks that were already on our factory. So technically we've used them all now. Okay. So there was this question, you know, drivers, would we go to these more fictional tracks that formerly don't get a chance to race on? So there is a potential that we could go to tracks like Silverstone, Brazil, any Formula One track that's out on our factor two at the moment to, to go and race on, because, you know, there is a possibility now that Formula E might say, you know what, it might be fun to go and race on tracks that we've never been on before. Well, yeah, to- uh, uh, totally. I, I, th- I think it'll be great to see them go on to uh, go on to other tracks. Uh, one thing that the one thing that just came into my mind thirty seconds ago is is Vegas. Is Vegas still around? I mean, but, uh, we, we we used that track, I believe, on our factor two three years ago. I'm sure it's rotting away in someone's drawer. Then and and, uh, and, uh, and they can dig it out and uh, and dust it off and use it again. But um, uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, I think they do need to. They uh, they do need to make a Formula E DLC of tracks, because um, the thing is, after this week, it, well, as we saw, well, as we saw last week, um, Nikki signed off. Be like, we don't know where we are next week, but uh, we'll be somewhere. Blah, blah. Yeah. So um. Uh. So yeah. I uh, I uh, I do think that uh, I do think that we uh, that they do need to know where we're actually going track wise, um, and. And yeah, and that, and let Nikki announce it at the end of each broadcast, so then we can be hyped for the for the following week. And then more, and also I think that's why numbers were, numbers have dipped because people have because people just don't know. Um, it, well, numbers have dipped in terms of, like people like signing up to do this because no one actually knew where the um uh where the race was taking place. So mm-hmm. it might be an idea to do that. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, we were left on a cliffhanger. We found out that we were racing on this Formula test track in, in, in this Leicester fictional circuit. Basically, Monday night, 11 o'clock, when it was released for the qualifiers to start. And then, you know, people realised, but then by Tuesday morning, you know, good old Tobias Bloom from E4MLD put out his video. And that was basically the first real acknowledgement that this is where we're racing. And then it sort of came out on the Tuesday, yeah, yeah, yeah we're racing here. So it's weird that you want that sort of, from the coverage, as I said, about improving the coverage ahead earlier, you know, you want to know where we're going. But the problem is I don't expect them to announce it again this Saturday because what we're now Friday, okay, coming up to lunchtime, and obviously nothing's come out yet. If we go into, it's probably too, if a DLC was to come out today, you know, it's highly unlikely at this precise moment, but it probably won't come out tomorrow. So they, you know, they're not going to, if there is going to be a Formula E DLC with Formula E tracks, you know, Formula E aren't going to announce it before R Factor 2 put it out, if that makes sense. So there's obviously, there's going to be things put in place for it to come out. So, but if Nikki Shields goes on Saturday, 
guess what, guys? We're racing around the Nürburgring next week, which is a track that's in Formula E. And then in R Factor 2, sorry. Yeah. And then, then we know, oh, we're going around Nürburgring. So that's cool. It's something to look forward to. And then, therefore, it might get more people interested to actually watch the event. Yeah. Or Nordschleifer. Yeah, all yeah, 14 miles of it, all 118 corners or whatever it is. Ran out of energy by the time we get to the end of the first lap. <laughs> one lap. Yeah. You get one lap from Nordschleifer. Yes, I can. Actually, actually, thinking about that, that's going to that's gonna skew qualifying. Qualifying is going to take about 30 minutes as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, but anyway, the, the fact to know, Ed, where we're going, at least then can build some sort of hype, some anticipation for for the following race on the Saturday. Yeah, it doesn't help with the whole, this was all put together at the last minute feeling that January will kind of admitted to. And it also, it's not really ideal that you have people like Tobias Bloom, a journalist, doing all the promotion of, hey, this is where we're racing this week. And, and formerly aren't really doing that, that hard work themselves. We love and you, Toby. So like, <laughs> it's not like formerly have got much else to do. I mean, apart from obviously, you know, managing what they're going to do when they get racing again and obviously all the calendar stuff which we have been covering on the show too but yeah I would love to see some crazy tracks like uh, the Nürburgring Nordschleife um, Silverstone Monza I think if they have the old Monza banking that if you remember there's the old 1966 film Grand Prix that shows them basically the Monza circuit and then they go on the infield on the banking with this really steep I would love to see Formula E cars on that, even if it took like a year and a day <laughs> to, to finish that race or if nobody finished, it would just be insane. So yeah, there's lots of tons of stuff, stuff you can do. And um, it, it's just, but it would be lovely to, for Formula E to tell us ahead of time rather than just, uh, just randomly put it on and hope for the best. Yeah, so it just depends now what Formula E did at the beginning. And I suppose maybe we'll find out going into maybe next week's virtual press conference, depending on where we're racing um, for the following week and, and, and what their actions were. Like, did they go, okay, we need to start up a sim racing. Oh, we've only got two real tracks on R-Factor 2. We need to make more. Can you make more in this time period? And then by this time, they should at least one should be ready to go out and then, you know, follow on and so forth. Even if they released a track one by one and you have to pay three pound for each track they might do it that way or and then afterwards you buy the bundle once it's it's all complete it, or if formula e didn't even think of you know racing on formula e tracks and just when you know what we're never going to get a track back ready in time so we might as well just race anywhere so very soon we're going to find out what formula e's approach to this sim racing thing was was it a serious approach Jack, in terms of, you know, we need to get Formula E tracks. We're a Formula E championship. We need to raise some Formula E circuits, like what everybody other championship is basically doing, apart from the V8 supercars. Um, or, you know, do we just admit, okay, we were quite slow on the uptake. We'll, we'll race where we need to race, okay? But if that means we have to go to, to, to actual proper circuits, which we might actually race on in Formula E, like, you know, Portomino, for example, is a, is a real opportunity for us to race on and Agag has said that himself like he said many times that you know we're looking at actual racing circuits to race on this season so you know maybe we might end up racing on permanent race circuits so maybe that, that might be something we just have to get used to it is quite a big possi possibility that that, uh, that that will end up happening um i think in regards to how how this like how this whole thing came about and how Jamie Regal has said that yeah this is a last minute thing I think because they picked up the ball pretty late um, uh, they now have a lot of catching up to do 
and they need to do quite a lot of um they need to do quite a lot of things to actually get to uh, to actually get going with this uh it is formula E's decision on whether we go to proper tracks or whether we go to the street circuits that formula E usually race on uh it, um if uh, and if so um if uh, and uh, and if we go to uh proper tracks go hard or go home you need to go you, you need to go like best tracks in the world try bathurst why not try um uh try le mans try um macau try um try the nordschleife like we just said uh, just go absolutely hard on on uh, on all these tracks and then yeah it something magnificent may happen yeah, it'd be amazing to see. I've already Macau is on the game, so it's easy to to. I've I raced a Formula E car in Macau. It's difficult, um, but at the same time, it, it'd be a lot of fun to see a Formula E car. And at least that's a street circuit, and it's tight, and the walls are very close, so it's very similar in a sense to to Formula E cars. So, I just uh, I just want to say that um, I don't even want to drive my Skoda Fabia around Macau. I'd be I'd I'd be that worried. Um, the straight bit, uh, the straight bit with the with the uh, with the fast chicane, fine. I'll do that bit. But when we get to the tight bit, I'm not taking my car anywhere near that. Um, yeah. So imagine imagine going on a Formula E car like 140, 50 miles per hour through that section or or whatever, however much speeds it would be. But yeah, that's the thing. We we, we want to know if they if they are going to use tracks, you know, and they, that are not in Formula E. Then obviously, you know. Yeah, pick some of the best ones. It'd be amazing to see. Don't just pick just some random track. Like it'd be amazing to go to somewhere which has the prestige that has the history. Um, R Factor Two has the actual Monaco full circuit, so this might be the first time that we actually get to see Monaco on on the actual full circuit and see what a Formula E car would be like and see what lap time it would actually do. So that could be something interesting because that could easily become a Formula E track in the future, and I'd expect it to, especially when we go to Gen Three. Um, and the, and the speeds are up, so I'd expect that to happen. So you know we could already pre-trial that already, Ed. Yeah, I don't see why not. And it's something that the drivers have pushed for for ages. So all the cameras are set up in there. Every, everything's there to go because obviously that's the one they use for Formula One and other other series in our factor. So you know, I think why not Formula E as well. So perfect. So boys, we're coming to the end of the show. Thank you so much for for coming on. Yep, sure. Thank you. Do you think we should do predictions uh, very quickly? Oh, well, I'm going to go Pascal Verline. I think Sunbird will do really well. And in the Sim Racers race, I think Simone Di Silvestro will blow everyone away because I've always been a bit of a fan of Simona and nice to see her back. But probably it would be someone like Joshua Rogers <laughs> who actually wins. I'm going to go for the hat trick for Maxi Gunter. Um, okay. I'm going to be boring. I'm going to be so off. boring. I thought... <laughs> I thought there was there was only three. There's three of us, and there was three options. So I thought someone's picked up. Well, no one no. said Van Dorn this week, which no which me and Ed Dorn. said last week. So I think well, he crashed. We cursed him. We cursed him. So I don't want to yeah, do it again. So maybe, maybe he'll do a better <laughs> job this time. Max Gunter. <laughs> well, someone needs to stop him. So maybe one <laughs> It's me. I'm the one who stops. Do you know what? If 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 we come back on Monday and he's finished like 18th or something, I'm 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 going to come on here like holding a trophy. Be like, yeah, this is this is because of me. This is this is this is the reason why. So on that note, boys, thank you so much for watching. If you're really enjoying the content, please hit that like and subscribe button. You've been watching the FEZ Show. We will be back next week. Goodbye.